What's up, you guys? I am Micah Folsom, and you're listening to the Do Your Crap Podcast. I was overwhelmed, uninspired, and unfulfilled, and I knew there had to be a different way to do life. Turns out, there totally is. And I found my calling in helping people learn and do the unsexy habits that build a legendary life. Each and every week, I'm going to help you bust through the crap that's holding you back and break down the simple habits and mindset shifts that will help you rock every aspect of your life. Are you ready to do the things that most people won't so that you can live the life that most people can't? Here we go. Welcome back to the Do Your Crap Podcast. This is your host, Micah Folsom, and we have such a special guest today. We have with us Becky Graff, who is an author, mind model coach, and mentor. And she has gone through something that is honestly unfathomable. She's sharing her story. She's such a light. She is just, uh, I'm just so excited for you guys to listen in on this conversation because I feel like so many of us come into contact with people who have experienced such tragic loss. Maybe it's loved ones, maybe it's acquaintances, and we don't always know what to say. We don't always know how to support them through it. We don't always know what the best thing to do is. And so Becky is such a light. She's sharing her story with us today and just helping us see how she's growing through this life on the other side of tragedy and what that's looked like for her. And this is going to be a heart tugger, you guys. So let's get into this conversation. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, Becky, I am so honored to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for being willing to share your story and to just help us walk through this path with you. I'm just going to turn it over to you right away so that we can get to know who you are and hear your story. Hey, thank you so much, Micah. It's an, it's an honor to be able to be um, with you today and, and to talk about you know, life, right? The, <laughs> the ups and downs and the craziness that happens to us. Um, so a little bit about me. Uh, I am an entrepreneur. My husband and I uh, work together. We've been um, in business together since um, 2016 or so. And um, like a lot of people who get into it, like there was all this excitement, things were going great, and then they weren't going great, and then they were kind of going okay. Um, and we really had this, this ebb and flow of excitement and struggle and, and all these things, but really in, um, 
in 2020, um, things started to like really take that upward trend. Things were going well. We were just getting ready to launch a coaching business, um, another facet of it for us. And um, we are both, uh, my model coach uh, method um, certified mentors. And what that is, is it's the how-to of having an effective mindset. And it's based on over 37 years of behavioral study. So this was kind of something that we latched on to earlier on in our journey because you know, it's nice to know what to do, but being able to know how to do it is the struggle for a lot of us. And so we really latched into that, dug in, things were going great. And um, we love to do outdoor stuff. We're a very outdoorsy family. My husband and I had a three-year-old daughter named Alexia and a seven-year-old named McKinsley and two dogs. And we spent a lot of time in Southern Utah out exploring. Um, It was our favorite time to just get away and recharge. Well, 2020, as we all know, you know, the pandemic hit, things are kind of crazy, lockdowns were happening. Where we live here in Utah, uh, we still had access to being out away from people. And so we decided to slate lots of extra time to go and explore more. And so for Mother's Day in 2020, that is what we decided to do. It was a quick turnaround trip. We went out to Southern Utah around Goblin Valley, um, which is down by Arches National Park for any of you that are familiar with the area. And we were planning on hiking a slot canyon. A slot canyon is basically just eroded um, uh, sandstone, limestone, and it offers a plethora of things to explore. In some areas, it can get so narrow that you have, you know, you can't touch the sides. You've got to turn sideways to get through. And that is something that we've been doing for years. I've been hiking slot canyons for well over 20 years um, as a youth. And it's just really a fun little place to go and play. And so for Mother's Day, my girls, uh, Kinsley and Ellie, were just dying to go. That Literally, they're just like, Mom, can we please go? We want to go down there. We want to go to Moab. And so we made plans to go. And it's something that we've done often. And on the day after Mother's Day, uh, we ended up having a little bit of an issue with one of the vehicles that was with us. And so we didn't know if we were going to have time. And both my husband and I debated whether or not we would just pack up and drive the three and a half hours home. And that (laughs) received a lot of complaining and sadness from the girls because they're like, you promised, you promised that we were going to go do it. So we had decided that we were going to divide and conquer and we would still make time for that, go get what we needed from a local, um, book a little town and then we would head home and things were going to go on their merry way. Girls would go back to their school schedules. Uh, Tim would go back to his uh, full-time job and I would start taking mentorship students and things like that. Uh, However, on the day after Mother's Day, May 11th, 2020, as we said our goodbyes at the trailhead, Tim headed off and the girls and I headed down the the trail, um, things would never be the same. Not too long after we were on the trail, I heard a sound that sounded like thunder, but it was completely foreign and out of place because the weather report that we looked at showed that there was less than a 10% chance of rain. I looked up and around and there was nothing but blue sky and there was nothing but blue sky as we drove in. In fact, I was really worried that we were gonna have enough water as we started the hike um, because of how warm it was. And uh, so you look around and you're like, that seems weird kept on going and and not too long after that, um, unfortunately, it did start raining really hard and um, it laid a lot of rain and hail down and my daughters and I were caught in a flash flood. Um, I almost lost my life and my daughters did not survive. And from that moment on, 
and my husband and I's world would never be the same. And um, it's been quite the been quite the process to be able to move forward and to find some sort of semblance of purpose in life. You know, all the things that we had planned for, hoped for, dreamed about, all of the focus and direction for our business and you know how our life was lined out was literally shattered in an instant. Wow. And, um, and so we, we started working through things very intentionally. And the, the reason that we're on this call today is because I wrote a book about what happened specifically and then kind of the first things that happened the first year of after our loss, how we moved forward, how, how we kind of looked at things differently. And I had the honor of releasing that and publishing it in their honor on the 19th month anniversary of the accident. So it was just December 11th, just recently. It's been 21 months almost to the day in February since this happened. So it's very fresh, very raw, um, but I'm grateful to be in a place that it's something that I can talk about and, and share with others kind of what it looked like for us in hopes that it might help them find some, some clarity, some direction, some hope with the things that they may be dealing with right now. Yeah. First of all, I'm so sorry for your loss. Um, I feel like what you've experienced is something obviously that, I mean, like I, I, I don't have no words. I have no words. Um, I just feel so sorry that you had to experience that. I also admire you so much for, yes, you've been through this, but now you get to help those that nobody else relates to. Nobody else understands it unless you've been through it. And so I just have so much admiration for you that you have used this tragedy to be such a light and to bless so many people who this is so unique, uniquely personal to. So thank you for being on and sharing and for writing your book and for doing all the work that you're doing. It was, it was very interesting. Um, you know, we get asked a lot, like, how do you do it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like how, how did this impact your lives? And, you know, I, I can say honestly that I had a hard time relating to others who had lost children and, you know, just loved ones. Like, what do you say? There's yeah. this, there's this awkward awkwardness. I don't like to use the word awkward, but it is, it's just like, do I say something? Do I not say something? Do I take them goodies? Do I leave them alone? Like, what do we do? Mm-hmm. And it was very interesting to be on the receiving end of so much love, so much, um, just an outpouring of love and support from so many people, strangers and the love that we were shared, uh, shown, you know, whether it was just a thought or a prayer or a text or something, uh, was so helpful to know that there are so many incredibly good people in the world who care so much, yeah. you know, that, that human element of just goodness and kindness. And a lot of times I feel like our world gets so crazy and we look at the negatives that are happening and how our worlds are exploding around us and we feel lost and we have no control, but we have an opportunity to kind of take a step back and look at all of the positives that are happening. You know, what do you have control in your world? And I know for us, um, that was a big piece is just the delineation between what we wanted to have control over, um, what we thought we should be able to have control over and what we really did. And, and how others people, you know, interplayed with that, you know, 
having people reach out and invite us to stuff sometimes was like, yeah, we wanted to do that. Sometimes know that we weren't in a place where we could do that. So, you know, being there in any form or fashion was really helpful. I don't think that there's necessarily a wrong or a right thing to do for someone who is grieving or has gone through a tragedy other than lending what support you can, you know, whatever that looks like for you. And then allowing this time and space and grace for them to be able to choose whether they can, whether they want to, whether they feel like that's a thing for them that they can do right now or not. Oftentimes people don't reach out because they're afraid of offending or, you know, saying the wrong thing. Yeah. Um, but it's really a, a balance of, you know, how do you want that relationship to look like? How would you feel? How would, what would you want to have? And then just allowing them the time and space so that they don't feel like they have to. That was a yeah. big thing for us in the beginning. Yeah, that makes sense. And that's so helpful. I know that's something that I experience often, like, oh my gosh, I have I want to reach out. I want to support. I want to lend a hand. I want them to know I love them. What do I say? What do I do? What's too much? What's too little? That's, and it's like, and until you have been through something that like that, I feel like you don't even ever understand what's right or wrong. So I love that you're like, there is no right or wrong. Just do what is on your heart. Yeah. And, and it really is because even after going through it, like we've lost people since, and we've had some other um, you know, associations that have had tragedies. And even after going through it, I feel the same, right? So there's always this kind of like, we want to show the love and support, but we don't want to make it harder. And that's something yeah. that we hear often, like, we don't want to make it harder. But the truth is, you guys, it's hard regardless. Yeah, it is. The hard is the is is hard. And each person is different. Um, people have different ways of processing grief. There is no quote unquote playbook for it. Goodness wish I wish that there was like chapter one, this is first three steps to do. And then you're, you're on your way, but it is such a personal thing because yeah. death comes in all sorts of shapes and sizes at all sorts of different ages. You know, like the dynamic is not one that is set in, you know, a specific, um, role or or a frame of the way that unfolds. And so it is very unique and very personal. That's so true. Taking a quick time out from the show to make sure you know about the free video series that I just rolled out. This is specifically for my entrepreneur friends, and it is all about the three main disempowering beliefs that are likely stealing your joy and keeping you stuck in your business. So if you feel like you want to dig into this stuff and learn more about it so that you can move through it, go to micafolsomfit.com slash three blocks. Number three blocks. What prompted you after, after the accident and mm-hmm. after you allowed yourself time to grieve and to start healing and working through that what prompted you to write the book? What prompted you to share your story? Where did that all come from? <laughs> uh, well, truthfully, um, part of our grieving process uh, was we were meeting with a, a trusted friend and mentor. And, you know, we've been talked a lot or a lot of times it's talked about, you know, journaling, getting things written down. This can be very helpful for healing. And so I had done that and had written some things down, but I chose to share a little bit on social media. And I had, 
a lot of people reaching out asking, oh my gosh, you know, are you going to share this? Are you going to write it in a book? And originally I'll be straight honest. Like my response was like, no, (laughs) I'm not writing a book. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, very appreciative of the kind words, but at that point in time, I was just venting off, you know, what I was thinking and feeling, what we were doing, um, sharing just a little bit of the process, because I figured if I'm writing it in a journal for me, if it can help somebody, you know, what is, what is it going to impact me in that, in that space? Um, so the inspiration for writing the book came because people were asking for more information about how we were processing things, what we were doing, our thoughts and our personal insight, because it helped them connect with the struggles that they're having in their own life. Uh, people who had lost um, friends and family and loved ones, you know, who never thought about what we were doing or just were at a loss of even knowing how to you know, articulate what they were feeling, you know, and, and trying to shove those feelings away and making them bad when really it's just simply what you feel. Feelings are neither right, wrong, good, or bad. They're just what's coming up for you based on your circumstances and things that you're experiencing. Uh, they don't have to shape and direct necessarily the, the way that you go in life. You do have a little bit more control there than you think you do. But unless you're able to take a look at those things, um, you're unable to harness the power of that. So that was really the prompting for writing the book was because we were asked, we were asked to share more. And I got to a point where I mentioned before, like, it was a tragedy to lose my three and seven-year-old. It was a tragedy for not only myself and my husband, but our family. And as time went on, I learned how much their impact had in their community, friends at school, like the ripple effect of what happened was so much more than just Tim and I and our grief. And I think that for me, it was like the real tragedy would be to leave it there, to leave it at this place of just loss and heartache and hard and not look for something more Um, because with everything, there's another side, right? There's duality in everything. And so that's really just kind of where our focus went is, hey, we can't change what happened. We wish we could. We had a time machine. I I kid you not, we had a conversation about a time machine often, like, you know, if we could go back and change things, you know, would it have changed the outcome? We wanted that certainty. Our minds were searching for that certainty, but that's not, it's not something that we get to have, right? We can't change the past. We can't guarantee our future that it's going to be exactly the way that we want it to be. But we do have an opportunity to act right now with what we have and, and choose how we want to, to see things. What lens do we want to look at things through? And ours was one of hope and what, what good can we find? How can we use this to help lift another? Because it's hard enough that we have to go through it. And if we have an opportunity to share something that helps another or just a little bit, you know, that's what we want to do. That's what we want to do in honor of our girls. And also that's how we want our life to look like. We wanted to help people in the beginning and it just looks different now. Yeah. That's such a beautiful perspective. And I, I can tell like the work that you've done prior to the tragedy has been, I'm sure monumental in how you've, how you've, just comprehended all of this and healed and been able to walk through this where so many people 
can shut down in a tragic event like this. They can shut down. They can turn just life off. Like I can't deal Mm -hmm. you. I just feel like have been able to, I don't even have words, just been able to not get through this, but grow through this and see the different, just like you said, see it through a different lens and see how you can continue to live beyond this moment and pay just so much light into the world because of this. Like that's such a, it's such a beautiful. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Yeah. And and to your point, like the work that Tim and I did beforehand, we thought it was all business focused. I kid you not. Like this is going to be great to skill sets, to be able to help others identify things that, you know, they're struggling, struggling with their gaps. Um, How can they leverage themselves a little bit more and establish more effective behaviors? And it's really simplistic as far as um, like the core concepts of it. And yet our human minds we like to make mountains out of molehills. We like to inflate our emotions. We like to live in fear of the unknown because we want certainty so, so desperately. And so, you know, in 2019, Tim and I had that opportunity to go through and and really do some deep personal work, but we had no idea, absolutely no idea how important and pivotal that would have been through this. You know, there's three things that we talk about often that, you know, it's, it's our faith, it's uh, our skill sets and it's our support group that have gotten us through this. Any one of those three is, is great, right? It's a great skill set or you know thing to have in your back pocket when you're dealing with change, life altering or otherwise. Um, but we've been very blessed and fortunate to be able to have all three of those together to be able to understand and have clarity that we can't control things that are outside of our own brain, right? And what we do with our own behaviors, we want to, Right. And it's very easy to to slide into that place of, you know, discontentment when things aren't going our way and look for somebody else's behaviors to put the blame on society or, you know, this business venture didn't go well or the spouse or the kids, whatever it is. Okay. There's the list is very long, but really rolling it back in and taking that hard look at yourself and asking, okay, but what can you do? Yeah. And the other side of that is, you know, in, in the case of the tragedy, you know, very easy for Tim and I both to put blame on each other. You know, you weren't there or how come you didn't do this differently, but the awareness that we each operated and did the best we could with what we had to work with, just the awareness of that has been huge for us not to fall into that blame game with each other. And also um, just realize what's real 
you know, not what's the imagined outcome, not what we wanted to have happen, not what could have, should have, might have been, right? But just truly dropping into acceptance of what is and what each of us's role in that was. And then that's where we're at, right? Now what? What do we want to do moving forward? And so it's a very kind of simple process, but it is one that is a daily reminder, like walking out and going to the store and seeing a little kid in the cart that looks like my youngest. And just like wanting to run out of the store, but not because I need to get groceries and reminding myself that as much as I want to, I can't change it, but I get, I do get to choose how I move forward today. So offering a small smile to the girl as we make eye contact rips part of my heart apart, but for her, what might that be for her? And so that is just something that I try really hard every day to be very intentional with acknowledging what I'm feeling, putting it appropriately where it belongs. You know, is this past wishes? Is this future fear? Okay. What do you want to do about it right now? Um, so working very hard to stay present in all moments has been a key factor every single day of moving forward because it is, it's been almost 21 months, but the pain doesn't just go away. (laughs) I wish that it was like a light switch, right? But it's these processes that we can learn and grow from and take true ownership and, you know, feel like we have some, some, some semblance of control in our own world when things are going on around us that we can't control. And that brings a lot of peace and comfort. Yeah, that's, that's amazing insight. Is that, do you talk about some of these things that you've focused on and that have helped you in the process of healing? Do you talk about some of that in the book? Yeah, I do. And so the the book is very much story focused. It is, it leads you through the story of what we did and, and what I was thinking in each moment. So it's from my perspective, um, when we went back to the canyon for the first time, you know, what that looked like and felt like what I expected to have happen and what it was. Um, And so it is very much process, but it is done in a story form. So other people can relate to that in their own life and connect to it because I've always found that, you know, having a step one, two, three is great. Again, that's all the what's, but the how like in flow, what does it actually look and feel like is where so many people, myself included, have been um, just lost on like, I don't think I could do that. I don't even know where to start with that. So I felt very much like that through this process of sharing um, that the stories that go along with it, like in the moment, people being able to be in that space with me um, was be helpful for them to kind of identify, okay, where in my life might this fit? How might I be able to harness this process and look at things differently? Uh, So it is uh, articulated, but through stories of very significant blocks of where we spent our time and what we did when. Uh, It was, it is a bit, not was, it is a bit unconventional uh, with the way that we did things, but a lot of that lent because of where I was at in my own head. Um, After the accident, I mentioned, you know, I almost lost my life and I was, I was in a bad way physically and I had a lot of long reaching healing that needed to do ended up having back surgery last year from some, you know, further reaching events. And so I lost the ability to do pretty much anything for myself. And that was really, really hard for me to be in a space where I am a go-getter. I do my own stuff. I handle my own things and I 
ask for help when I absolutely need to, but even then it's very, very small. That's just kind of how I was raised, right? Mm -hmm. Be a self-sufficient woman who can handle their own stuff. And, and I was in a place where I couldn't at all, like even the basics of, you know, taking care of myself, showering, like anything like that, I just was not able to. And so having gone from being fully functional and being able to do what I wanted kind of when I wanted to, in the way that made sense for me to being completely reliant on someone else, um, didn't like it at all. It was not a healthy place for me mentally. And so I latched on again to this control, like, what do I get to control? What can I control in the situation? You know, what can I do? How can I stage things in a way that is very intentional, knowing full well beforehand that it's going to bring up some stuff that I probably don't want to feel, that I don't want to deal with. However, what might be on the other side? Um, intentionally working through those things so that I didn't, our grieving process was very active one, I guess is what I'm trying to share is that it wasn't just waiting for the kid at the store, you know, right, to make eye contact and to lose my stuff. Cause I knew that that was going to happen yeah. right? when your roles and your world has changed so drastically, it's reasonable to state, you know, that things are going to be different. And I wanted to be able to work through enough that when those blindsided moments happened, that I had a little bit more recovery time, if that makes sense. And so we were very intentional um, about what we did and how we did it. Uh, to work through those things. And that again is shared in the book. Like, what does that look like going back to the Canyon for the first time? Um, my first time getting in a lake or body of water, ice cold water. And what my, what my body was telling me is that you're going to die. Like, this is not okay. Heart, mind, cold, chills, shaking, fear, gripped beyond belief and being able to work through that and what I gained on the other side. Um, so that was a very intentional process that we, Tim and I go through, still go through. Um, in fact, this past weekend, just yesterday, was another layer of that. Um, but the speed of recovery is what I'm after. Like, how how quick can I recover? How quick can I get back to my new baseline of feelings and emotions so that I can move forward? Because yeah. uh, I could just sit on the couch and do nothing, and nobody would blame me for it. <laughs> ah, it's the truth, and I think that would probably feel a whole lot safer and a whole lot, um, just comfier. Like it's uncomfortable to have to go through these healing measures and to put yourself in those places again, and to go through, like almost relive those things. Yeah. You're proactively doing things that are uncomfortable so that you can heal and fully, fully, fully be again, which is incredible. Yeah. The the term that I use often is chasing triggers because it is, Mm. you know, we're triggered by a lot of things subconsciously and consciously. Um, you don't have to go through tragedy to experience that. Right. Um, but it is something that we are hit with as we go throughout our day-to-day activities, you know, all the change that we experience change is uncomfortable, whether it's a positive, what we think is positive or negative our body kind of processes it the same way. It's, it's uncomfortable. And to your point, yeah, it may feel safer to stay inside my house and not go outside when there's a thundercloud, you know, in the distance. Sure. It does feel that way, but what part of that do I get to control? Do I get to live at the mercy of my fear? Do I get to live, live, you know, in a reactive state or do I want to choose to do something different? Do I want to grab hold of what I do have control of 
and choose what I want to do with it. And that's, again, like fear, you know, leaving my house when it was thundery outside. I, I have a, a distinct shift in me. Like I feel it, physically feel it anytime there's dark clouds now. I used to love thunderstorms. I used to love summertime rain. And now it is a, it's a trigger for me that causes, again, heart rate to spike and all the things, you know, to happen. And I don't want to go outside. And so it's a mental conversation with myself. What do you know about what's going on right now? Where are you actually right now? What are the odds of something really happening? Not this imagination of sci-fi movies, but what's really, you know, the real possibility if you decide to go outside for a walk right now. And so those conversations are a, a constant dialogue and then I get to choose. And that ability to choose despite the fear has been so powerful because there really isn't anything that happens in life that we can't shift to be a, a fuel for us, right? Instead of a, a drag, so. I love that. I love that. And that's, I mean, that's applicable for all of us. Mm-hmm. No matter what we're going through, we all have the fears and the things that trigger us. And that's a practice that we can all put in play today. So that's really powerful. Um, okay. Where, where can we find your book? Where can we get access to more of your story, to more of what you're doing, all of the things? Yeah. So, uh, it is on Amazon right now, swept away a true story of grief and acceptance is the title of the book. You can get it on Amazon. It's available in Kindle as well as paperback right now, um, and hardcover. And, um, that will give you access to more information on the story of what happened. Again, I walk through step-by-step what the experience was like, and then also it follows the first year afterwards and kind of how we built our process that we're currently using today. Um, If you want to follow, excuse me, myself on social media, I'm on Instagram and Facebook primarily. Um, So you just go ahead and search me there. You can find me there. And then swept away, true story of grief, or sorry, (laughs) swept away, uh, truestory.com is also a place you can get on a mailing list. That's where I'll be sending out information on when I'm going to do book signings and things like that. And then I will be putting together something where you can actually see pictures of these different places that are talked about in the book so that you have a bit more of a robust look inside what life was like and then what it looks like to work through that from a visual perspective. Um, I've had a lot of people requesting, like I would love to be able to not only just read your story and and hear what happened that way, but also to see what that looked like. So that is something that we're in the process of putting together as well. That's amazing. Well, Becky, thank you so much. I know this is probably never an easy conversation to have, but at the same time, just like you mentioned, like your daughter's lives may have ended on that day, but their memories, their, their light their they can still make an impact and make a difference in the world. And you're doing the work that it takes for them to live on. And that's such a beautiful thing. So I just admire you so much. Thank you so much. It, it really is um, an opportunity, right? Anytime that we're faced with things in life. And again, it, it doesn't have to be a life rocking tragedy, right? We're faced with things that we get to choose how we want to look at it. We can use it as fuel. And there is so much light and goodness in the world. Sometimes it, it takes a little bit to seek those silver linings, but they're there, right? And when we can hold on to those, it really gives us more, more connection to our lives and that deeper meaning that we're looking for, that purpose, that passion that we, we want and we crave as human beings. It, it's truly there. Um, but it does take a little bit of work to get there, but the work is worth it. 
because of what you can do on the other side. And my McKinsey and Ellie are a light for me and Tim and the impact of them in our lives, just having them in our home. We learned so much and the impact of them leaving early is also an impact, but it doesn't take away any of the beauty that life has to offer. It just, I think it illuminates. It illuminates the good stuff a little bit more. Sometimes we got to look a little deeper for it, but there is beauty and joy and hope to be found regardless of what we're facing right now. I love that so much. Thank you so much for taking time to be with us. And you guys, if you have someone who maybe is going through something right now or someone who needs to support a friend and doesn't know how, send them this episode. Let them know that there's no right or wrong. There's just a way to the love and support and there you can do it in the way that feels best to you. And Becky, thank you so much once again for being on with us. Thank you so much. All right, you guys, we'll see you back here next week. Have a good one. Wrapping up another episode. And I just want to thank you for sticking around before you head out. I would love to hear from you. It would mean the world to me. If you left this podcast, a quick review, wherever you're listening from. And if you got some nuggets from the message today, don't forget to share it with your friends, your team, and your Instagram story so that anyone else who needs it can find it too. And be sure to tag me at Micah Folsom fit so that I can shout you out and share your page with my friends. Thanks for hanging. Now let's go take action on those goals and dreams. Cause if you can feel it in your heart and see it in your head, then you can hold it in your hand. So until next time, go do your crap. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.